Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Blue Coats are coming to Foxborough. What has your attention in the UMass BYU game? Which underdog that BYU faces this weekend has the potential to have the biggest bite? And the Utah football <laughs> news that means BYU has a better chance to snap the streak than originally thought. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What is up? It is good to have you. It is Friday, November 9th, and it's a ball night I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is ordering a ginger ale at 35,000 feet currently. So I'm teamed up with the man who loves a 6.45 a.m. production meeting, Brian Logan. Yes, yes. I don't. I hate it. You ready for that tomorrow morning? Nope, not ready. Early countdown to kickoff, man, 9 a.m. Nope, not ready. Never will be ready. Well, I hope you are at 6.45 because that's when you need to be well, I'm just, I'm just going to show up because <laughs> I don't want to get fined. I know one particular employee who's thinking about sleeping over tonight because it's a late night with Utah Valley men's hoops and then countdown to kickoff tomorrow. I'm excited for this weekend. There's some uh, fun games on tap. I am too. Um, I just hope for some W's, man. Because yes, when when you are a fan and alumni, and and you get you know some L's, kind of messes a lot of things up for you. Yeah, and BYU sitting at four and five. BYU needs a dub. Yeah, BYU needs a dub. The fans need a dub. Every we all we all need one, man. We all need one. Here's what we've got for you on today's show. How much confidence does UMass have going into tomorrow's game? We'll talk to the play-by-play of the Minutemen. The voice of the Minutemen, Josh Maurer in 15 minutes, are going for two picks coming up in 30 minutes. I've been terrible. Can I climb back in this thing? And basketball radio analyst slash Twitter comedian Mark Durant joins us in 40 to preview tonight's home opener against Utah Valley. Remember, UVU two years ago won this game. It's a different team, but uh, I think BYU is on high alert after that. But first, let's get you to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball hosts Utah Valley tonight in the home opener two years ago. 114-101 was that crazy score where UVU won in the Marriott Center. BYU head coach Dave Rose knows what to expect from Mark Pope's team. They'll come in here with uh, a really aggressive attitude. I don't think they're going to come in and hold the ball. A lot of teams, you know, come in and they want to get, you know, running with you. His style is, uh, you know, pretty similar to ours. And so I think that we'll... Um, you know, get up and down the floor. They'll attack us from a lot of different, you know, angles. Watch or listen to the game on BYU TV or BYU Radio at 10 Eastern time tonight. BYU football travels to New England to face UMass at Gillette Stadium on Saturday. Coverage begins with Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio at 10 a.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. On BYU TV, countdown to kickoff begins at 11 a.m. Eastern as Jerem just mentioned we will be here bright and early watch the game on BYU TV or listen on BYU radio 24th ranked women's soccer team plays TCU in the first round of the NCAA tournament tonight at 8 Eastern you can listen to this game in Utah on 107.9 FM with Jason Shepard good luck to the ladies in the dance get um I have some bad blood there with TCU yeah yeah mm-hmm. your senior year I remember that game it was, yeah, it was, junior, it was junior year too BYU women's probably <laughs> yeah game day was here I remember next that. next BYU women's volleyball remains undefeated, sweeping Santa Clara last night.
freshman Heather Knighting had 11 kills, hitting 500 and added six blocks. Junior outside hitter McKenna Miller left the game during the second uh, set with a knee injury. Watched it. It was kind of kind of bad. Um, prayers and thoughts and, and wishes. Yeah, know, we hope everything's work. okay. Yeah. It didn't look good. Yeah, not, not at She's all. She's a really good player. Yeah. The Cougars host USF tomorrow. Uh, former BYU men's volleyball player Shane Tyus, an assistant coach for San Francisco. So good luck to the Cougars tomorrow against the Dons. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Believe it or not, game 10 of the season is tomorrow in Gillette Stadium, home of the New England Patriots for the BYU Cougars against fellow independent UMass who beat BYU last season in Provo. Brian, what has your attention as BYU prepares to face UMass? Oh, man. Mm. I'm I'm scared, man. We, we were, You're we, scared. I'm scared, dude. Of what? You know, we, by a dog, we dude. Were, we were we were talking about this a little bit, you know, right before we got on, and you you helped me out a little bit as far as you know the, comparing last year's team um, and and or say last year's game to this year's game, but it's it's just that the fact that they lost to UMass, a team that you just don't think that BYU would ever have lost to. Sure, you know, and and when that happens, Jerem. When when stuff like that happens, you 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 your whole world changes, man. It's it's like Aladdin, Aladdin, man. It's a whole new world, and you're like, what? Live, live action. Movie I had no, I, I had no idea that that was even possible. Wait, so you're scared? What what has your attention with this game? I I, I so I think the biggest thing um, that stands out, stands out to me is what happened last game, um, and and the UMass offense, their ability to put up. You know, a lot of yards, a lot of points. Now, granted, a lot is an understatement. Seven hundred seventy-seven <laughs> against Liberty. That is a that is a Seven, brilliant, brilliant number. Seven hundred eight in regulation. So it wasn't like they just piled it up in right in overtime. Right. But that, that's a, that's a brilliant number, by the way. Seven seven seven. Um, but I, I I think you know when when you have a team that can that can put up that many yards and and score you know a lot of points. It doesn't matter who you're you're going against, right? And, and what opponent you're you're facing, that means you are good. And and so when you when you have a a receiver that that leads the nation, um, and you look at BYU that has, you know, some some issues in the secondary and some injuries, I'm I'm a little bit nervous, man, because I do okay. believe in, in football. One guy can beat you, and if it is, it's either the running back position or the receiver position. And you're talking about Andy Isabella, who is number one in the country in catches, receiving yards, and number two in touchdowns so yeah. this guy's awesome okay in the summer I guaranteed that BYU would beat UMass I still feel like uh this is going to be a win and big BYU favored by 14 in Vegas 73 percent win chance you're gonna shake you're gonna shake ESPN football power index no I won't <laughs> but I'll play along okay what has my attention two time zones okay BYU as an independent has played 10 games in the eastern time zone yeah three and seven mm. three and seven yep, okay good. uh 24 plus allowed in four of the last six in those games you mentioned UMass and what they bring to the table. I think BYU wins this game, and I think it, they win big. This BYU team is different than last year's team. No, let me tell you why. BYU has not played a team that has a losing record. The teams that BYU has played are good. That makes me feel. That makes me feel. Many good. of them power five, right? Four of them. NIU is seven and three. Boise State seven and two. These are good, good yeah. teams. By the way, Boise State plays Fresno State tonight. That's a huge game. Fresno State's in the college football playoff rankings, number 23. And then there's Utah State, who's not in the rankings but could quickly be in it yeah. should they run the table. So we'll see what happens. But I, I ain't scared, man. I, listen, today apparently my family's getting a dog, but I am not scared. 
I'm scared, man. I'm going to come home, and there's going to be a dog there. I'm scared. For the first time in my life. I'm going to church. That's how scared <laughs> I am. On a, fri- on a Friday night. <laughs> Jerem, which underdog, UMass, UVU, has the potential to have the biggest bite? Big, the, a, a bigger bite than your dog. Yeah, I'm getting you a puppy. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a boxer, blue yeller. Um, nice. I don't know if it's standing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I... N- n- neither. I-, I-, I think that UMass is a team that can light it up, but I-, I think that defensively there's just too many holes there. So perhaps UMass. Let's talk about Utah Valley, though, for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, 158 in Ken Palm ratings right now, BYU 58. Okay. 86% chance to win. BYU by 12, Ken Palm says. Now, oh, there are those numbers. UVU had a 1% chance to win this game two years ago and won. So who knows? But the Utah Valley team that beat BYU in 2016, largely gone. In fact, 28 of the 114 points are back. 28. That's it. Uh, Jake Toulson was watching that game on the bench as a redshirt, BYU transfer. Uh, Connor Toulson, cousin, those two combined for 36 on Tuesday against Westminster. Mm -hmm. But I say BYU by 12 in both of these games. I don't think either of these underdogs – Nip and get BYU in uh, this weekend. UMass in football, Utah Valley in basketball. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say UMass, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I have to pick one, I agree with you. UMass. And, and and I think you know when when you when when you look at I'd say the the big picture of uh, of, of what I just said um, with the ability to score points and rack up the yards. And I keep, I just keep going back to last year, man. I mean, when, when you look at that team, if, if I'm on that UMass team last year, and I and I come back this year, I'm thinking to myself, look, we went down there, we 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 beat them when they expected. So you know, confidence wise, they're coming home. We're going to be home. They're coming to us this year, you know, in our element, and we can do the same thing. We just came off of a good win, you know, had a lot of uh, you know production offensively. They also gave up 59 to Liberty. Let's Doesn't matter though, because if I'm on that team, I'm, <laughs> look, if I if I'm on that team and I'm on the defensive side, I'm like, hey, look, we look. I just need I need you guys to ball out offense. You guys got to you guys will win this game. I'm letting you know right now, we're not going to win it. So if you could score, the we may have one stop or two. Say that to the offense. Yeah, yeah. What if I you think Sione Takitaki is going to go up to? Oh Zach no no Wilson? no! I'm talking about if I'm on if I'm on the UMass defense. Oh the UMass. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant BYU. Oh UMass, no, man. UMass gives up 245 rushing a game. That's BYU what, can rush the rock. That's what I'm saying. This and, is going to be Hawaii. And if I'm and, and, and if I'm on the UMass if I'm on the UMass offense, right? I'm going to go look UMass D. Just make two stops. That's all we need just is two stops. Two stops. Just two stops. <laughs> two stops, and we got it. That, I'm just saying that's how much confidence I would be confident. I, I, I would be rolling in there um, based off of last game and then uh, last year's game against BYU. Okay, then. Yeah. News came out of Utah football this week and yesterday that running back Zach Moss suffered a knee injury that will keep him out for the Oregon game and likely the rest of the season. This coupled with the news of quarterback Tyler Huntley's broken collarbone Saturday against Arizona State. Big blows to the Utah football team that was rolling until an 18-point loss on Saturday. Now you have an injury to the quarterback and running back. Gee, BYU plays at Utah in 15 days. Brian, did BYU's chances to finish the season 3-0 just get a whole lot better? Yes. 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 <laughs> I, look, look, man, this to me, you know, when I, when I heard the news and, and things like that, I mean, obviously – you know, as a as a as a former player and just an athlete, somebody who loves to watch sports, you know, and even us as as analysts, we 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 hate 
anytime somebody gets injured. That that um, stinks for Utah. It, it, it really does. Yeah, it sucks. They it, were doing great things. And 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 yeah, I mean, e- even though that's the rival and things like that, they were they were on a roll. And we talk about playing at the right, playing good at the right time um, of the season and b- making sure that you're able to peak. Um, you know, heading into the postseason, which which I felt like they were doing at at the time, and um, you know, our hearts go out, and and we always pray and hope and, and wish for a speedy recovery. But with that being said, <laughs> this is our year. This is our year. The time is now, JJ. I'm ex- I'm I'm excited again, not for the injuries, but I'm excited for the matchups. Right when you and and this is when you remove two of the best players. On that offense, right? The two best players. The two best players. Uh, and, and, and that's what I'm saying excited for. Not excited that they got injured. Excited that those two those two guys, BYU doesn't have to face. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to cheer for an injury for anybody. Right. I'm with you. You're right. Listen, this was different. BYU, uh, Utah's defense is always good. The special teams is great. This Utah defense is great. They're top 20 defensively in points and yards, top 10 in rush yards allowed, number one red zone defense in the country. And then it was always, is the offense going to be good enough for Utah to do anything? And it hasn't been good enough to win the South. And now Utah's in a three-way tie with Arizona and USC. But the offense was rolling. They had scored 40-plus in four straight games prior to the Arizona State game. Tyler Huntley gets hurt, and now I guess this injury must have happened during practice this week. Yeah. Um, can BYU's offense outscore Utah's offense is the question because Utah's defense is legit. BYU's defense is the strength of the team, but that's the question. The chances are better for BYU to win now, undoubtedly. I, would say the I question, still don't know if BYU's offense can outscore Utah's check, offense. Check this out, man. And, and I don't even say that that has to be even the case because look at times in the past and, and just look at what Utah, the Utah defense does. They score points as well. Yes. That's the that's the scary part, man. This is you, one of their better defenses. On both sides of the ball, when you go on, when you stepping out on the uh, uh, you know as an offensive player, you can get points scored on you. <laughs> you that, yeah, on the yeah, defense, sure. obviously you get points scored on you. And so and so that's I think that's the challenge is, you know, not for the offense is not only can I move the ball, let's flip the field position and you know, put put the put the game in, in our on our defense hands, but let's not give up points either. You know, let's let's not lose the game. And so, where do you where do you have that balance, man, of playing skirt or playing free and saying, "Look, you know, we we see you're down right now, so we're going to go after you with everything that we have." It's hilarious to hear you talk about how you're scared of UMass, and then we talk about Utah. You're like, "This is our year!" Like those are two very different. It's different because you know because it's a rivalry game, man. It's a rivalry game. If I go, if I'm a player right now, I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of of players right now. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just saying how they've played and what I've seen in the past, you know, couple games. I'm about to go over there and be like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, it sucks. Oh, what are we playing? This team is this, this the next two big, weeks. You're saying this big stadium, like da da da. Like you can get you can get your butt whooped with that mentality. I'm just saying that that's potentially yes. what could happen. But with Utah, with Utah, man. No, I'm, this is this is the last and final game of the season. We haven't beat them in eight, nine, eleven, seven years. They, it, I'm going all in and all out. You know what I mean? Like every time I see red, I'm, I, something something is, is inside of me that's going to boil up, and I'm going to come and smack and knock you out. I'm going to hit you like you like 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 you stole something from me. Like you slapped my mom. That's why I never steal anything from you. Okay. I'm, yeah. All right. 
I'm back. I'm good now. Let's just say you're a little more excited about the Utah game. Yeah. Uh, our question of the day. <laughs> Which BYU game this weekend are you more nervous about? Football at UMass or hoops versus Utah Valley? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the Brentar 14 on Twitter, weigh in on Facebook and Instagram as well. Definitely football versus UMass. Consequences of losing to UMass are much worse than basketball losing to Utah Valley. I don't know. Do you remember? We've felt both the last two years. <laughs> I really don't see either team losing, but with the little margin or error football has for bowl eligibility, mm. yeah, I'm nervous about the football game. Mm. I, That's the context point. is certainly... Uh, weightier and heavier yeah. for football. Yeah, that's a great response. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, should BYU Hoops fans be nervous about tonight's matchup against UVU? Mark Durant weighs in. And could UMass beat BYU two years in a row? The voice of the Minutemen tells us what they have planned for tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. Fired up, right? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wake up early with us on BYU TV and BYU Radio for a BYU football game day. Coverage begins at 10 a.m. Eastern on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live with Ben Bagley. Countdown to kickoff begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV, and the game kicks at 12 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch it live on BYU TV. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our question of the day is uh, which BYU game this weekend are you more nervous about, football at UMass or hoops versus Utah Valley? At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter, neither. I think BYU has a really good chance of winning both, especially after the interview with Coach Mark Pope yesterday on the show. Yep. It sounds like he has a young team that is still learning. Yeah, That's what it yeah. sounded like yeah. as well. Yeah. I liked his answer. <laughs> if we win the next 10 years, next then 10 maybe years. we'll compete and recruit. I have a 10-year yeah. plan. He knows yeah. what it is, right? It's, it's uh, certainly a different demographic. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Josh Maurer, play-by-play voice for the UMass Minutemen, getting ready for the Cougars and Minutemen tomorrow. Josh, thanks for joining the program. You got it, Jerem. Brian, thanks for having me. Good morning. It's great to have you. Good morning. And it will be a good morning. Uh, Early kick, especially in the mountain time for fans watching the game, noon kick uh, Eastern time. But first, let's talk about the game that you called last week against Liberty. How crazy was that game? 62-59 in triple overtime against Liberty, a win for UMass. 777 total yards. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you were just talking about the basketball game this weekend. Doesn't that sound like that should have been a basketball score? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Incredible. I I thought – it was one of the most gutsy wins that I've seen. I've been calling UMass football for 11 seasons. And if, if it's not at the top, it's right near it for the way that they were able to hang in there and win a game. Now, a lot of the numbers, you say 777 yards, which is more than video game-like. But it, a lot of that did end up coming in the three overtimes when UMass scored on all three of its possessions. But still, they had 700 yards in regulation. It, it, it was one of those games where – you, you almost had to see it to believe it because there were so many different crazy plays, great plays, dumb penalties, mistakes, turnovers, heroes, villains. Uh, it, but at the end of the day, UMass has a wide receiver I know we're going to talk a lot about named Andy Isabella. You guys have seen him actually play in Provo the last couple of years before he really became the breakout star that he has been as a senior uh, he had 300-plus receiving yards. That just never happens. It, it broke Victor Cruz's school record 
And I think I ever, everybody's probably heard of Victor Cruz by now. So uh, what he did through the air with the quarterback, Ross Comas, it was impressive. And then UMass trailed that game, guys, by 14 points with about seven minutes left. Wow. But they had two very long touchdown drives right at the end of the fourth quarter that got it into overtime. Everything had to go right. They converted three fourth downs on those drives. They ended up tying it in the final seconds. And then, as I said, they had to score in every possession in overtime because Liberty, you know, when you're putting up 59 points, obviously you're hard to stop also. Uh, But UMass got an interception to start the third overtime, and then they ended up kicking the game-winning field goal. So a crazy game, no question about it. If you look at just in general the way college football is played these days, I guess it's not overly surprising because there's just so many points being put up. But that one, even from recent standards, that one kind of takes the cake, it seems to me. Well, and and, and to me, that's that's the, the, the same idea I have, which is, you know, that's just, that's just not normal, right, R- regardless um, of, the, of the situation. No. Yeah. And um, I think that that's what scares me as a, as a former player, um, understanding – uh, momentum and you know crazy spectacular games like that you can you know ride that wave into the next week and when you look at a team like like BYU who's had some ups and downs and most recently you know some heartbreaking losses uh, I am nervous I am nervous and and you look at last year UMass pulled it off the win in in Provo what do you think um, uh, that that UMass has to do this week or if it, I would say what 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 do you, um, or do you have an opportunity to pull it off again uh, this year being at home? I think they do. I, I will point out, though, when you know everybody back there looks at the geography or, or doesn't really know Massachusetts, the landscape of it, which I don't blame you if you don't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the game's going to be played at Gillette Stadium, which is the home of the Patriots. And that's a beautiful venue. It's great for all of us to go there. It is not a home game for UMass. UMass's campus is two hours to the west, and I would I would be willing to bet there will be more BYU fans in attendance tomorrow than UMass fans. Well then, so I, I yeah you, well you don't need me to tell you guys how well BYU can travel. Um, there there's alumni and and supporters all over the country, and there's a lot of them in Massachusetts. We we played a basketball game. You guys may remember, I think it was five years ago now, in Springfield, Massachusetts. BYU was essentially at UMass, but there were 2,000 BYU fans there. So I, I wouldn't think that the home field advantage is going to be that big of a deal. The one thing, of course, that you do have to take into account is the body clock. When you're playing at 12 o'clock Eastern, which, as you know, is 10 in the morning, back for what the, the guys at guys on the Cougar sideline are used to, um, that, that does tend to, I think, play a factor in a football game. But uh, in general, I, I, I don't think home field advantage will be a factor. I do think UMass has that momentum. They've got confidence knowing that they can play with BYU. You look at what happened in Provo two years ago, BYU just crushed UMass. It, it wasn't competitive. And then last season, the Minutemen proved to themselves that not only can they compete, but they can win a game against a, a proud program like BYU. At the time, and I, I still believe this, I said that was the biggest win stature-wise, that UMass football has ever had. And I, I truly believe that. They, this is a school that just seven years ago was playing at the FCS level. So even though the, the transition has been slower than most of the fans would like and it's been a struggle more than it's been a success, uh, it, that was monumental 
last November because they proved that they could not only compete with, but defeat a, a program that goes to bowl games year in and year out. So that was big, and the, and many of the players, most of the players who are going to be on the field for UMass tomorrow are going to remember that because they were they were out there last year. Talking to Josh Maurer, play-by-play voice of the UMass Minutemen, Cougars, and Minutemen tomorrow at noon Eastern time. What do you think makes Andy Isabella good, and, and what changed for him? He's a, he's a speed demon. This guy came to UMass. The one thing that we knew about him, he, he was hardly recruited at all. I think UMass was his only scholarship offer to play football. He was a track star. That's what he did in high school. In the state of Ohio, he was a sprint champion. So... Uh, he he always had speed, and when he first came to campus, he was a running back. So I, I think that's what's changed most over the, the years is that he's just learned the nuances of playing the position. But, my goodness, he's a tireless worker. Coach Whipple, the UMass head coach, says he's about as hard of a working wide receiver as he's ever been around in, in decades as a coach. So he, he, he works at his craft. He's a perfectionist. And... I, I think what what happens when you get used to the position is you become a more precise route runner, um, and you learn how to use your speed more to your advantage. I'll tell you guys, no matter who has guarded him the last couple of years, whether it's been a Liberty defense that struggles or whether it's been an SEC defense, he must have played a lot of SEC teams over the last few years, they haven't been able to guard Andy Isabella. UMass does not have a lot of, quote-unquote, power five type talented players. But Andy would not be out of place in any school in the country. He would start at Alabama. I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. He just knows how to get open on every play. And, and Coach Whipple is an offensive coach, so he's, he's smart enough to utilize him. They'll line him up all over the field. It's not like he's just sprinting go routes on every, on every play. He can do that. And last week, obviously, if you go over 300 yards in a game, you, you do uh, just run a lot of deep balls and catch them. But he'll go across the middle. They'll throw him some out patterns. They'll get him involved in the run game on some jet sweeps. And and Pete Brock, who calls the games with me on UMass Radio, he was an offensive lineman for the New England Patriots for a very long time. And and Pete knows better than I do. He says that he thinks Andy's going to be an NFL player, even though he's he, he's shorter than I am, guys. He's about five foot eight. But the the way that he's become a, a precise route runner with the speed that he has and the ability to catch every, every football thrown his way, uh, he, he's going to probably be playing on Sundays somewhere next year. I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, when you look at the, the numbers and stats, I mean, he's definitely going to get a look and an opportunity. And as a, as a corner, I'm, I'm shorter than him. I'm 5'6". Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that makes you feel good and uh, brightens up your day. But uh, I always loved playing against receivers that were six foot one, two, three, because I could see their hips easier. When, when, they're, when you're shorter, it's hard to, to judge and, and uh, be able to anticipate receivers breaking on a route. So that definitely helps out. Um, Josh, we'll, 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 end, we'll end with this one. Um, if, if UMass upsets BYU tomorrow, um, what, will, what will they have done in order to do that? I think, to be honest with you, Brian, it, it goes to defense. We've spent most of this conversation talking about UMass's offensive prowess, but the reason they won last year was because they had seven sacks and they had four interceptions. Now, I, I realize that Zach Wilson's a more polished freshman quarterback than Joe Critchlow was last season when UMass was out in Provo, but I, I think it's going to take something similar defensively, maybe not four picks, maybe not seven sacks, but they're going to have to figure out a way to turn the ball over and, and limit BYU's ground game 
guys, UMass, I, I'm going to tell it like it is. UMass's run defense has been really bad. Teams are averaging over 250 rushing yards a game against them, and that's the biggest reason that UMass is probably not going to go to a bowl game this year. With the offense, the way that, that it's performed, they should have a couple of more wins, but they just haven't been able to slow down opposing rushing attacks. And so I, while I know BYU's stable of running backs hasn't been the best this year, I would anticipate that that's what the Cougars are going to do. They're going to line up, try to run the football, pound it down the field, and, and for four quarters just play the time of possession, control the clock game, and, and try to ground out four or five touchdowns, and that could be enough to win the game. So for me, for UMass, they're going to have to figure out a way to stop them from doing that, kind of the way they did last year at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Well, Josh, we appreciate the time and look forward to the matchup tomorrow at noon Eastern time, live from Gillette in Foxborough. Thanks for the time. You got it, guys. It was great to be with you. Thanks, Josh. That's Josh Maurer, the voice of the Minutemen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, the NCAA releases its findings on the men's basketball infractions regarding Nick Emery. We'll give you the details and what it means after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's a Hoops doubleheader today on BYU TV. First, the BYU women open up regular season play as they host UC Riverside at 7 p.m. Eastern. Following that game at 10 p.m. Eastern, the men will host cross-town rival Utah Valley. That game will be broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are also on demand. And regarding men's basketball, we do have some breaking news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. The NCAA has released its findings and sanctions regarding the investigation with Nick Emery. Four Brigham Young boosters provided more than $12,000 in complimentary all-inclusive vacations, cash, meals, golf, and the use of a car to a men's basketball student-athlete, that's Nick Emery, in violation of NCAA rules according to a Division I Committee on Infractions panel. That's a quote from a release from the NCAA. The sanctions include the following. A two-year probation today uh, through November 8th, 2020. No explanation as to what that probation means. Vacation of records in which Emery played while ineligible. So the win total for Dave Rose and his climb towards passing Stan Watts, he has fewer wins now on his record because of that. Hmm. One less men's scholarship uh, that is assumed to be next season uh, for BYU. It's at the earliest uh, convenience. Recruiting restrictions. Uh, TBD on the details there. Disassociation of the booster, self-imposed from BYU. And a $5,000 fine, self-imposed, uh, and that's officially out. So these are the sanctions uh, from the Nick Emery uh, situation. He sat out last year. The NCA came in and investigated. BYU self-reported, then the NCA came in. Uh, and and here's here are the findings. Uh, so Nick Emery also was suspended for nine games additionally. Uh, there's a report that you can read. I tweeted out the link if you want the nitty-gritty there. Uh, but some, some concerns from the NCA, and here is is what they found, and here's yeah. what it means. I mean, we, we, we knew this was coming, right? Um, I, I think as I look at the, the list, it would be interesting to see and get more details on what the, the probation is or if, if you know, some of – these items here are a part of it. 
Um, but, yeah, no indication as right. to the, the, no postseason ban, right. uh, it would assume. So BYU is still eligible, it would seem, for the NCAA tournament should the Cougars make it. Right. And, and, and I mean, all of that, at the end of the day, you know, there's some big ones that jump out as far as the recruiting restrictions and scholarship. That's That just always hurts a program. And I think... You know, I think the biggest one that I've seen in my lifetime was was USC football and how, you know, that took a a, a program that was, you know, name brand pretty dominant and kind of they're kind of still rebuilding. Right. And And those were significantly different kinds of violations. Right. In the grand scheme of things and the FBI investigation with college basketball, we were talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, not twelve thousand dollars. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's different. Right. 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 And, and, And my point to to. To, to tie in the connection and what I see is is that BYU and for you know in the past and forever on is always going to have problems and struggles with with recruiting that's just that's just the bottom line and so I I almost feel like any type of ding if it's a little bit of a nick versus you know if you were to compare it to like a USC situation is always just going to be um, hurtful man and and if you have a a kid I think somebody like like Josh Joshier right um some so, a kid who uh, maybe is, is underlooked, went to junior college, but but gets an opportunity to play in a big time program. You know, a, a, an average kid out of high school, uh, you know, maybe a three four star recruit is going to look at BYU and go, oh no. But but to to BYU and programs like the football program and and the basketball program, those are like the Alabamas for me and and, Kai, and guys like Josh Shear. And when you are getting recruited and you and you know that hey. There's restrictions here, and we can't, you know, have any, you know, postseason play here. It, it's, it may make the decision to go somewhere else to a lesser program, you know, for that reason. That's all, that's all I'm saying is, is the biggest things that, that jump out to me is, you know, we, we, BYU has to get any type of help recruiting-wise as, as possible. And let's recap it. If you're just joining us, the NCAA has released its findings regarding the investigation around Nick Emery. Uh, four BYU boosters provided more than $12,000 in complimentary all-inclusive vacation, cash, meals, golf, use of a car uh, to Nick in violation of NCAA rules, according to a Division One Committee on Infractions panel. Here are the sanctions again. Two-year probation today through November 8, 2020. That, what that probation means is not explained in there. Vacation of record in which Emory played while eligible, so those records go off the books uh, for Dave Rose. We've been counting those wins. Those are gone. One less men's scholarship. The men's team gets 13 scholarships this season, so BYU down to 12, presumably next season. Recruiting restrictions. No unofficial visits for a three-week period. I'm told that already happened for BYU basketball, so that was already served. Disassociation of the booster, obviously self-imposed. Uh, that's, hap- that's happened. And a $5,000 fine. That has been paid as well. So this is what happens for BYU. The, the big question in my mind regarding all of this was scholarships and postseason play. Yeah. It does not appear that there are any consequences regarding postseason play, which is good news. Right. But the scholarship, like you said, is a big deal because you go from 13 to now 12, uh, presumably next season. So yeah. in, in recruiting, you have one less guy on Scully that you can put on the team. Well, and, and you look at the, the trends and just all of college basketball in the last couple of years, and even more so BYU and guys leaving um, and, and transferring. And you, you gotta you gotta wonder what the strategy is when it comes to scholarships in in general, right? Um, you know, do we have an, an extra one that's tucked away and 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 save for a rainy day or whatever the case is? And and so since you know this is kind of the norm for BYU and and just college basketball, it just I just I, it's just it's just interesting, man. I feel 
I feel for uh, for Coach Rose in the, in the program. But you know, it's a, it's a lesson learned, and um, I, I, I think that they are going to have some some processes and systems in place to to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it starts uh, today, as uh, this news came out uh, just a few moments ago. Yeah. Okay, what's coming up, Brian? Um, should Cougar fans be concerned about the poor shooting from BYU earlier this season? And it's a ball night at the Merritt Center for the home opener. We'll break down the game with Utah Valley, talk about these uh, infractions and the sanctions that have just come out with Mark Durant, Hoops Radio Analyst. It's coming up after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wake up early with us on BYU TV and BYU Radio for a football game day. Coverage begins at 10 a.m. Eastern on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live with your boy Ben Bagley. Countdown to kickoff begins at 11 Eastern on BYU TV and the game kicks at 12 p.m. Eastern. And you can watch it all live on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's get to our next guest, Mark Durant, who is a timely one on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Mark, uh, you heard about the sanctions uh, that just came out for BYU basketball. What's your initial reaction to what came out? Yeah, I'm starting to think you guys sanctioned me, and I wasn't going to be able to be on the show today for all those (laughs) improper benefits you provided me over the years. Luckily, you weren't Um, a student athlete. (laughs) I wish I could get some of those. Hmm. Listen, I, I mean, it's such a yeah. – I've tried to learn in life not to uh, say bombastic things at the heat of the moment. It hasn't worked very often, but uh, I just – it's just uh, beyond ridiculous to me, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm pretty pretty upset about it. I think the NCAA has has become a caricature, uh, caricature of itself. It's uh, – uh, I think it's doing this to BYU because it kind of can and can, can get away with doing it to a school like BYU where it, it can't do it to other schools. And listen to me, I, I've been around the block. I've been to almost every school in the country. BYU runs about the cleanest program you could possibly hope to run. And for them to come down this hard on this type of uh, mistake from Nick on the program, now do whatever you want to the kid, but on the program, and I, I understand that you know boosters are involved and it's the – and the program at, at, at some level has responsibility to make sure this doesn't happen. But uh, I, I mean, it's just it's just idiotic to me. If you if you knew, and Brian knows. I mean, if you knew what went on at other schools, it, it's so ridiculous uh, the, the, the way other schools do things and, and the way they cut corners. And I mean, it's and not to cast dispersions on anybody and not make any specific accusations, but I just went to Reno and that's a top 10 team and they're getting amazing athletes. That's just curious to me that that would happen. But, uh, and I go down the list of almost, almost every school. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting off base a little bit, but all I'm saying is to impose these heavy, um, and I know there's no postseason ban that we know of, but losing a scholarship and losing games is just silly. I mean, I just I'm trying to wrap my my brain around it. Maybe I'll get some more information that'll help me be a little bit more satisfied with uh, with what went on. But uh, I, at this point, it's just I, I just think it's a complete and utter joke. What would have been fair sanctions to you? Uh, well, I I thought that uh, Nick should be suspended for some games, and uh, <laughs> that's about it. I mean. 
I, I, everyone will accuse me of wearing my blue colored, colored glasses, but I just, it's just, it's just a matter of equity for me uh, that I know what's going on at other schools and to have BYU get hit like this when, when they run a, a spotless program, uh, it's, that, that's what's hard for me. It's not the fact that BYU got punished. It's the fact that I know what other teams do and they don't get punished. And so, uh, you know, the, the punishments themselves are fine if, if you're going to apply it to everybody. Uh, and, and I know the situation was unique in that this came out, whereas most schools, they, they keep it hidden and, and people aren't trying to embarrass the school necessarily. But uh, anyway, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty clear on that. I, I, it's just the, the equity of the situation. Anyway, you know, losing games, whatever. I mean, we beat, we, we played Clemson in the NCAA tournament and, and lost to them. And then they got that win vacated and that didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> we still lost the game. And so I, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, Dave Rose won those games. So that doesn't really matter. I, I'm, I guess the thing I'm most upset about is the, the scholarship lost. I mean, you, you only have a certain number in college basketball, and those are those are very important. And uh, and BYU always seems to have kind of a scholarship crunch with missions and stuff. So that's probably the thing that bothers me the most. If you took that away, I probably could just say whatever and let it let it all go. Yeah, you know what, uh, Mark? Now that you said that and and the way you reacted, um, <clears throat> I think I'm getting a little bit upset as well because I, I didn't I didn't think about it from that perspective. Um, you know, I have I have friends and, and family that, that have played at other schools and yeah I, I do know what what goes on and I've been on recruiting trips and and you know seen things firsthand and um I I I, I think I agree with you a lot um you know and I don't know if if the NCAA has a system or a process where they they you know have like one strike you know two strike rule or where the case is but I mean it's, I think somebody can look you know, over the last couple of what, maybe ten, twenty years, at maybe even both programs, and see if they if they've come up with any, you know, type of violations versus others. And um, you know, I think I think being able to have a system or a process that's in place where, you know, this is your first offense and 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 just spell it all out. You know, um, you know, whatever falls into that 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 first offense that category. You know, um, this is this is what you're going to get. So expectations are clear. Uh, everybody is is you know has transparency, and they understand. But I, I agree with you, man, 100. Uh, percent Yeah, I mean it's frustrating. You, I think you understand. And yeah, I mean I I remember my freshman year that I went to a school. We went to play at a school and, and not to be named, but uh, I come out of our, our shoot around and there's a freshman kid coming in and he pulls up in this brand new. Uh, sports car and i'm like listen i'm pretty sure i get this paid the same scholarship money this guy does and he's got a brand new sports car and i mean that was a long time ago but it it, yeah i think especially when a a program has had such a clean record for so long as byu yeah i think it would be more equitable say listen maybe just give the probation say hey we're concerned about this you got to you got to clean this up and if it happens again then we're going to really hit you with it but uh, to just kind of throw all that for what i estimate to be a, a minor infraction that is that pales in comparison to what you'd see at, at 95% of the schools i i think it's hard to swallow 
Well, Mark, uh, let's get one thought on the uh, game tonight <laughs> since there is a basketball game, BYU and Utah Valley. Uh, what do you think of you this matchup? Have me, have me on more often, Jerem, because I, you know, I get fired up and it's, it's good television. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, say, I say the same thing, yes. too, Mark. Yes, I, it I is. All the time. So what do you think of this matchup tonight with Utah Valley in the home opener for the Cougars? I like it. I like it. Uh, UVU's become a really good program. I think the world of Mark Pope, I mean, he's – He's a terrific coach, and he knows BYU, so he's got a little inside track. And you could see, you know, what they did two years ago—a huge upset. And uh, you got guys that have have a relationship with BYU, like uh, Jake Toulson, who I love, and he's having a great year so far, and had a great year last year. And you got the, both the, the Toulsons are great shooters, and so there's always a threat when you've got a team that has good three-point shooters can come in and get hot like they did a couple years ago. And guy will have a big game like Isaac Nielsen had, and and uh, so it's dangerous, but I like this BYU team. I was encouraged for the most part what I saw the other night. They need to shoot the ball a heck of a lot better to be really successful. But uh, I think this is a game that BYU should win just because UVU has a lot of new guys, and, and, and it's going to be hard for them to take BYU off guard uh, like they might have done a couple years ago, and, and uh, BYU couldn't recover from that. But I think BYU is going to be ready to go. They're going to be fired up and ready to show that they're a good three-point shooting team uh, and, and and play better than they did the other night against Nevada. But they, I mean, that Nevada game, they, they did pretty well, but they need to tighten up some things and shoot better, and shoot the ball better. Okay, Mark, bring a strong opinion next time. Uh, we look forward to the <laughs> analysis tonight on the radio from you and as well as on uh, BYU TV, 10 Eastern time, BYU and Utah Valley. Thanks, Mark. Hey, guys, always a pleasure. Have a good one. Appreciate it. That's Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, BYU's response to the NCAA sanctions against BYU basketball. That's after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guests, UMass play-by-play Josh Maurer and basketball radio analyst Mark Durant. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time, of course. Don't believe in the lie, Dennis. <laughs> if you missed some of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up next week, I will be trying to be back all week. Hopefully you'll be on the show next Just week. Just pray for me. Okay, so in case you missed it, uh, the sanctions on BYU's infractions regarding Nick Emery have come back from the NCAA. We outlined those earlier. Since then, within the time of the show, within the last five minutes, BYU has responded, and this is the response. Quote, We are disappointed with the decision announced today by the NCAA Committee on Infractions, or COI. The COI review is the result of a BYU self-report to the NCAA. From the beginning, BYU has considered the possible infractions a serious matter, and we have cooperated in every way with the NCAA review. There was no institutional knowledge of or involvement in the infractions. In fact, the NCAA found that Coach Rose promotes an atmosphere of compliance and monitors the program. The vacation of records penalty is extremely harsh and unprecedented given the details of the case. For more than two decades, the NCAA has not required an institution to vacate games in similar cases where the COI found there was no institutional knowledge of or involvement in the violation by either the coaching staff or other university personnel. In fact, this sanction includes the most severe vacation of record penalty ever imposed in the history of NCAA Division I basketball for infractions that included no institutional knowledge or involvement. In addition, 
In the case most similar to this situation, appropriate penalties were imposed, but no wins were vacated. BYU believes the vacation of records penalty is unfair and not consistent with the recent NCAA precedent. The university plans to appeal the decision, end quote. Good for them, man. I like, the, I like that response. I like it. I mean, when you, when you look at data and you look at, you know, what has been given in the past compared to what's given to us in similar situations and you compare the apples to apples, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy, man. It's easy. And for whatever reasons, you know, who, who knows what the reasons are for you not to for you not to get the same type of, of penalty as, you know, previous institutions that that have let alone given the track record. Come on, man. Like Mark that's that's the biggest thing is, is the track record. You know, like everybody knows it. And even me as as, you know, not 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 being Mormon. It's, it's, it's like, come on, man. You know what the school stands for. You know that. You know, not like BYU is going to go above and beyond when it comes to compliance, when it comes to, you know, providing a good atmosphere for student athletes. Above and beyond that with the, the NES school because of the religion aspect behind it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, yeah. come on. When, when the dust settles, the worst part of the sanctions is the record. The scholarship is tough for sure. Yeah. You only have 13, you take one away, that's tough. <clears throat> But the vacation of records, this is on Dave Rose. Yeah, that it's on it's it's on BYU, but really it's on Dave Rose record, and that's really tough given the way he's run this program. It's been clean. BYU uh, did not know of the involvement, and so with that in mind, that changes things, that, right? I, that's the key right there is not, is not knowing. And, the, the and BYU says the NCAA found that BYU was not involved. Therefore, a bunch of other schools have done way worse. Right, and and here BYU gets uh, what I was hoping was a wrist slap for right. it. Yes, yeah. was BYU in violation? Yes. Are the violations all created the same? No, no. Forty-seven victories <laughs> vacated. Forty-seven. That's a big number. Out of here. Man. That is a big number. I'm mad. We have an obligation uh, to do this next part. The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating fifty years. Thank you for sponsoring that. Uh, at Dragon. Pintail on Twitter. Nervous, common man. UVU is a fun game. Both are fun. You want nervous and watch the Jazz play the Celtics tonight. <laughs> Again, sanctions came out. Violations happened. More on this coming up tonight on the men's basketball broadcast at 10 Eastern. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Steve Dangerfield. BYU Sports Nation back at it uh, Monday. We'll see you tonight, 10 Eastern.